This is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working with People by PaveStep. The Working with People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. Today, we are here with Ramona. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I am great. It's Friday. I always record on Friday, so I'm always, always happy. Um, (laughs) Where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from the Bay Area. I'm about 10 minutes north of the Golden Gate Bridge, in fact. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so today we're going to be talking about supporting new managers. Um, yes. But before we get there, let's talk about you. What do you do and what should the audience know about you? Yeah, sure. I run a company helping new managers transition from their previous IC role into their first leadership role and supporting them with training and sort of mindset shifts and attitudes towards their new leadership role, as well as confidence in their in this, in this new set of responsibilities. We also help uh, more mid-level leaders elevate and reach sort of the next stage in their career through leadership development uh, solutions. Awesome. Awesome. So let's start with the skills, right? What are some essential skills that new managers need and should have? Yeah, and I love that you asked this because even just the thought that there are new skills that new managers <laughs> need is sometimes a point that's getting missed. Uh, oftentimes when I speak to people who come to me maybe after a couple of years into their leadership career and they say, oh my gosh, you know, I realized I was just thrown into the cold water or I wished I had this kind of training early on. Because at that point, there really wasn't that awareness that, oh, yeah, this is a new skill set, right? So mm-hmm. I have to actually attend training or, you know, really focus on these additional uh, behaviors and practices that I need to develop in order to be effective in this role. So before we started recording, we actually talked about skiing. And I often think it's like telling someone <laughs> who's a really good swimmer or a really good athlete or football player to then get up on the top of a mountain and we put skis on them and we're like, now go, let's right. see how you're doing. And right. that can be really hurtful down the road. So the specific skills, I think if you're keeping it focused on the competence that uh, a manager, new manager needs to develop or focus on, I'd say giving feedback and giving recognition and praise very mm-hmm. consistently in an almost a systematic way. I often talk about really developing a leadership system which is a, a system comprised of a set of practices and routines and giving uh, feedback, candid feedback, caring feedback, as well as this appreciation and praise is really important. And there is a way to do this and there's a way not to do this. Mm-hmm. So that would be one to learn. Another one that I would recommend is to develop the skill of coaching. And through coaching, there's the coaching is just a tool to get to something else. But through coaching, you will be able to, as a new manager, you'll be able to create better alignment with team members and you'll actually support them in their growth a lot Mm. more than when you stay focused on sort of this advice, uh, this advice giving problem solving mindset Mm. um, with actually something that was probably really appreciated in, 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 as an IC, as an individual contributor, People go to you to get answers, but then in a leadership mm-hmm, mm-hmm. role, this really requires a different approach. 
-hmm. And so learning how to coach would be another one. And then there are two more. One I would say is how to delegate. There are a lot of issues happening when it comes to delegating and misalignment of expectations and lack of clarity and the like, as well as this idea of accountability. Right. And we tend to say, how do I hold people accountable? And I really try to uh, stay away from that sentence or that phrase and instead to emphasize the fact that we encourage accountability mm. and we hold people to account, uh, but we address this as part of a um, personal responsibility. It's on them to stay accountable and mm. we're just encouraging individual accountability. Gotcha. So summing it up, feedback and recognition, learning how to coach, learning how to delegate, and then uh, developing the sense of accountability on the team. Awesome. Awesome. I love the, the distinction you've you know, made regarding the accountability or versus um, empowering people to hold themselves accountable. Mm -hmm. um, that's really, really interesting because I'm definitely guilty of saying, hey, we got to hold people accountable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that absolutely <laughs> makes sense. Um, so let's say I'm a new manager, right? Um, and I've never been a manager. I'm an IC. Let's say I was a salesperson who uh, did decently well enough to become a manager, a sales manager, and wanted to go down that route. What are some of the common and biggest challenges I will face? Um, and by the way, are there any unique challenges if I'm a remote manager? Any thoughts there? Yeah. So overall, I'd say very typical challenges that so many new managers face is really the fact that what made them really strong and successful as an IC is actually often the thing that's holding them back and making them mm -hmm. less effective as a leader. So for example, I mentioned this earlier, but being the, the problem solver, right? So someone who's always there to problem solve and, and fix, and they take great pride in mm -hmm. their level of expertise and knowledge which by the way is also often one of the reasons why they did get promoted. But right, now right. as a leader, if you're constantly a problem solver, you're creating this dependency between you and employees that will not help your effectiveness at all. So, right. Mm -hmm. So instead of being a problem solver, starting to have this uh, more of a, a coaching approach and also really allowing others to have ownership over their tasks and for them to at times go through some challenges and struggle a little bit and you're there to support them without having the, this, con this need to constantly fix. And I think that's a big mindset shift, right? It's a different right. skill, but it really takes a different, it, it means that a new manager needs to create a different kind of identity and how they're adding value to the team. Very similarly, someone who may be uh, very collaborative and is looking to create alignment in, in, in bringing people together and then find consensus. As a leader, this particular skill can be ineffective because now they're coming across as being indecisive. Right. And so as leaders, sometimes you do have to make, be the one who's making the decisions or has the final call and get the, the team aligned and then make sure that they're moving, a lot, moving on. So the shift into this new arena of leadership means that they have to reshape their identity. They have to redefine how they're adding value, redefine what really matters in their day and how to best spend the time in their day. It is probably no longer just executing and getting things done and scratched off their to-do list. And that can be really hard because that's yeah. the thing that really got them going and got them excited. Right. So now all of a sudden they're constantly in meetings and they feel like they're not getting anything done, but instead they're helping everyone else get their work done. 
and it can feel less satisfying at the end of the day. But that is a mindset shift to really step in, recognize, recognize I'm actually here now to create results through my team. And I'm no longer the one who's knocking out tasks and getting everything done myself. Yeah. I mean, this is like really interesting, right? Because for me, this really hits home uh, personally, right? Um, it's the mindset shift is very real. And I do think it's very difficult because like you said, the reason why many people are in those manager positions mainly is because they did so well in their previous, you know, typically IC positions where they're like, Hey, like you are amazing at sales or development or whatever it may be. Right. And, and it's our instinct almost to be like, Oh, there's a problem. I'm going to solve it. Right. Instead of being like, Oh, there's a problem. Hey, here's a problem that you can try to solve. Right. And here's some coaching and guidance and all that good stuff, but it's ultimately how up to you. Right. Um, I think is, you know, definitely a massive, massive change in terms of mindset. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not easy. (laughs) (laughs) And it really requires people to get uncomfortable. When I hear someone say like, well, I'm just not comfortable with this yet. I'm like, yeah, don't wait to get comfortable. That'd be too late. You really have to feel a little uncomfortable, feel a little awkward, feel like, oh my gosh, I'm a little, feel like I'm losing control here. And I, and that will be that leaning into this will allow you to really grow. This is where the growth happens. And actually speaking about this, this control aspect, I think this is something that's particularly relevant for remote managers who have less of that physical interaction Mm. and less oversight of what people are doing. There needs to be a lot more trust involved and really extending trust. Trust doesn't need to be earned, but it should be there from the beginning. Um, It also means there's a a bigger need to check in frequently and create alignment. And sometimes we think me making a statement and the other person nodding is a sign that we're aligned, which is not (laughs) the case, right? So figuring out how do I create alignment and make sure that we're truly on the same page and having that two-way dialogue uh, and then setting really clear expectations in place. So that is just for remote managers, they need to pay extra, extra attention to that. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Um, That happens too often, I think. (laughs) Yeah. So, So what can organizations do better to support their new managers? Yeah, so I think the first one is there needs to be a support, right? I see this still to this day too often where companies really are excited about promoting an IC into a manager role, but then they just let them figure it out as they go. And that is a trial error or a sink or swim approach. It's putting that Mm -hmm, employee mm -hmm, on the top of the mm -hmm. mountain and saying like, why don't you just ski down? The problem is when they ski down the mountain without training, right? Someone who's never skied before, they will not only <laughs> be really exhausted by the time they get down there, but they're probably also fall and hurt themselves. And most likely they're also bump into other people and they will hurt other people along the way. And that is the, the true cost of this is not just the fact that they're not setting up their new managers for success and mm-hmm. may really re- diminish their confidence and their motivation in the process. Mm-hmm. Self-doubt mm-hmm. Starts, starts piling up, but also the impact these new managers have on their employees is an additional cost to pay attention to. Right. So when companies are you know, really ready, committed to make that investment in their new managers, I would say one, it's clearly a skill training. Whereas I think people who have, you know, decades of experience in leadership, 
it's a lot more about how they think and mm. more of a strategic approach. But for new managers, it is learning those fundamental skills such as accountability, delegating, feedback, right? Recognition right. we talked about and developing that leadership system as well as giving them tools to um, develop greater self-awareness in order to uncover some of these blind spots. We call those the strength and then the overdone strength. When we're overdoing the strength, that actually made us really good. And there are a number of ways to do this, including you know, 360 feedback assessments. There are not a number of other assessments that cover this, or then through coaching engagements where coaches can help identify the strength and then help these new managers recognize what are some potential challenges here or potential pitfalls to watch out for? And then I think another aspect that's really important, something that clearly comes out of my, uh, my work that I do, the work that I do with new managers is there's something around confidence and helping new managers build and protect their confidence, whether things are going well or if they're even if things aren't going well, because that is uh, a really important part for people to in order for them to show up and be effective in their interactions with stakeholders, to advocate on the behalf of their team and in interactions with team members. And one thing that I found really helpful is that peer-to-peer -peer mm. social learning component. Right. And new managers speak with other new managers about their experiences. They start to recognize that they're not alone. The challenges that they're facing or the doubts that they have are very common. It is natural for a new managers to make certain mistakes. It's natural for them to feel uncomfortable right. and to have to prepare feedback and actually write it down in bullet points. I always um, recommend that, honestly. That's <laughs> right. the way to do it. I do that today. <laughs> yeah, to this day, right? And that is okay. And through speaking with other new managers from different fields or different departments can be a great way to support them uh, through this journey. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. We've got a little bit of time left here. What is one thing? that you would absolutely recommend to new managers um, to do today to improve their skill sets? Yeah, I actually would say a low hanging fruit with a huge impact is for anyone who finds themselves in a new manager position or in any new role for that fact is to clarify expectations. Uh, and that means to have conversations with stakeholders on what they expect of them, specifically their their manager and really lay out what do you expect of me? Not just the goals, but also behaviors, how much directive, mm -hmm. um, how directive they should be, how much of, of ownership do they have? How much decision authority do they have? And then doing the same with their team members, but having clear and extended conversation around explicit and implicit expectations can mitigate or prevent so many challenges down the road. So that would yeah. be the first and I would say the most important thing to do. Awesome. Well, those are all the big questions that I had. Well, thank you for all of your insights and time here. Where can the audience find you and your thought leadership? You can find me at ramonashaw.com. I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn. I think that's linkedin.com, probably forward slash ramonashaw, something like that. Uh, and I'm also about to release a book that'll come out mid-May, which is called The Confident and Competent New Manager. And a lot of what I've talked about here will be covered in the book as well. Another resource to check out would be my podcast called The Manager Track Podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to Working With People by PaveStep. 
feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast. Thank you, Ramona. Thank you so much, Harrison.